is Restoration Bible Church and Ministries. We are a people of excellence living purposefully. And as you listen to God's servant, Reverend Tina Bolanta, we trust that God's word will work wonders in your life. Father, we worship you this morning. We acknowledge you as our God. We acknowledge you as our Father. We acknowledge you as our Lord and our Maker. We thank you, Father, for the honor of being a part of your family. We thank you for the joy of being in your household. We thank you, Father, for the privilege of being one with you. And we thank you because it's because of our relationship with you that you cause us to live even above what we've expected. Father, we bless you. We appreciate you. We thank you because Christ lives on our inside. And Christ on our inside is the hope of glory for everything that we see and we do. Thank you, Lord, for this service. Thank you for your presence. As we look at your word, we ask that your word will strengthen us. We ask that your word will cause us to walk according to your will. And we thank you, Lord, because we receive strength and encouragement from your word. In Jesus' name we've worshipped. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You're welcome to church this morning. Acts chapter 13, verse 22. Acts chapter 13, verse 22. I'm going to be sharing this morning about a home after God's heart. We had our Mother's Day last week, and um, we had a guest speaker in the house. So I'm just going to be sharing briefly on the home this morning. A home after God's heart. David was a man that God said was after his own heart. And um, you find that the reason why God called David a man after his own heart was because he was confident of the fact that anything he asked David to do, David will do it. No matter how difficult it was, David will obey him. David will stand on his side at every given point in time. Bible says God removed Saul and replaced him with David, a man about whom God said, I have found David son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do anything I want him to do. I find that phrase I have found very interesting, which means that God was looking for someone that will obey him. God was looking for someone that he will say do this and the person will do it without complaining. And even in this day and age, God is always looking for people. We all claim to want to um, serve God. We all claim that God is our Lord and our master and all that. But being a part of God's family, walking with God includes obeying him at every point in time. And actually, when you look at the gospel of John, it says, those who, those who love me are those who obey my words. Hallelujah. So God was looking for someone after his own heart and he found it in David. May God find in you a man and a woman after his own heart in Jesus' name. And may he find in your home a home after his own heart in the name of Jesus. 
The home after God's heart is one that looks to the head for leadership. He looks to the head for, they look to the head for leadership. Um, Ephesians chapter 5 verse 22 to 24, Colossians 3, 18. Um, New Living Translation for both of them. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. That's Ephesians 5. Colossians 3 says, Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting for those who belong to the Lord. The Passion Translation of um, Colossians 3.18 says, Let every wife be supportive and tenderly devoted to her husband. For this is a beautiful illustration of our devotion to Christ. So it's actually in our submitting to God that we show the illustration. I mean, it's in our submitting, it's in the wife submitting to the husband that you show what the relationship between Christ and the church should be like. Which means that when we are not submitting, when wives are not submitting to the husbands, then the relationship between Christ and the church is not being properly um, displayed in that relationship. God created man and woman. Division of labor started from God. It didn't start from here. It didn't start from man. God was one that started giving responsibilities and giving assignments to different people. And when he made um, the first couple in the garden, Adam and Eve, you find that God actually gave Adam the main responsibility of running the affairs of the garden. Eve was not the one that was given that responsibility. Adam was the one that was given that responsibility. And that's why you find that in Ephesians 5 and Colossians 3 where we read, the Bible says the man is the head of the wife. That, that's why wives are meant to submit. And for me, I like to put it this way. It means that if you cannot submit, if you find it hard to submit as a woman, then you have no business being married. If you cannot submit, if you feel that you are too... Sorry, I'm a sister myself. <laughs> if, we feel, if we feel that we want to be the head, we want to be able to do things our own way, we want to go where we want, when we want it, how we want it, do what we want without looking to the person that God has placed above us, then we are not ready for the relationship called marriage. Because in a relationship called marriage, you need to die to your flesh if you want to succeed. You need to die to your flesh if you want to succeed in a relationship like that. Because in that relationship called marriage, you cannot do what you want, how you want it, when you want it. You have to look at someone else to find out what am I expected to do in this situation. There was um, a situation that we were involved in a while ago. And um, in that situation, you find that there was a major kind of like someone is about to travel and go for a major, a major um, situation, something outside their town. And it was not until the day before that she thought it uh, wise to tell the head of the house that, uh, sweetheart, I'm traveling tomorrow. 
and it was not a case of I'm traveling to, to, to the next town. It's like I'm traveling 10 hours away from here. And it's after you've made arrangements, you've bought the ticket for the vehicle and everything, you now decide to get on the road. I always feel that for that kind of relationship, you're not ready to get married as a wife, as a woman. Because once you are in a relationship with a man that is your husband, you need to defer to him at every point in time. In Genesis chapter 12, we find the story of Abraham and Sarah. Abraham was asked to leave. Genesis 12 verses 1, 4, and 5. In, Ab- in verse 1, God called Abraham and said, Abraham, move your things, pack your family, and go to a land that I will show you. God did not tell Abraham, 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 move and go to Sokoto or go to Port Harcourt. At least if he had said that, you'll know you, you have an idea of where you're going. Then you'll start thinking, do I have relatives there? Do I know anybody there? What are we going to do about arranging uh, home affairs, you know? But Abraham did not know anybody there because he did not know where they were going in the first place. But what I love about the the story about Abraham was that the Bible says, verse 4, he packed, because from verse 1 to 3, God was just telling him about the blessings and everything. By verse 4, the Bible says, Abraham packed everybody in their household and they started going. Where were they going? Nobody knew where they were going, but they believed in God enough to follow the leadership of the head. Hallelujah. A home after God's heart is a home where the head of the home is a child of God and is following God at every point in time. He does not have to have all the answers. He does not have to be perfect. He does not have to have everything together, but he has to know that he has a God on his side. And that God will always cause him to make the right decisions where you are concerned in the name of Jesus. I know that a lot of times we women, we like to feel that we know better than our men. If God had wanted us to be the head, he would have made us the head. But since God did not make the woman the head, he expects us to submit to the one person that he made the head. Let's obey, let's be doers of God's word, and that word will cause us to walk in peace and fulfillment in every area of our lives in the name of Jesus. Verse 19 of Colossians chapter 3. Verse 19 of Colossians chapter 3 says, Husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. Let every husband, um, the Passion Translation, be filled with cherishing love for his wife and never be insensitive to her. Never be insensitive to her. Husbands, you are meant to love your wives as Christ loved the church. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 25, husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself, for no man ever yet hated his flesh but nourishes and cherishes it even as the Lord, the church. God expects husbands to love their wives. Those are the two um, commandments God gave every family. 
Husbands, love your wives. Wives, submit to husbands. Those are the two. And if we find that if we are able to do what God is asking us to do in those areas, his peace will always reign in our homes in the name of Jesus. But it takes dying to the flesh. And it takes wanting a home that is a home after God's heart. When you love your wife as a husband, you'll never treat your wife harshly. It means you'll never raise your voice to your wife. It means you'll never raise your hand to the wife. Ephesians 5 says, he who loves his wife is loving his own self. And since people don't beat themselves and they beat themselves, I don't expect that a husband will raise his hand against his wife. Amen? God is the one who said the man is the head. So as the head of the home, the man should be respected by both mother and children. Wives, treat your children to respect their fathers. It's very important. Children should be taught to respect their fathers. Don't um, sit down with them at the end of the day and discuss the failings of daddy with them. Don't discuss the weaknesses of daddy with them. Don't discuss the things that daddy is doing wrong. If you have an, an issue between you and daddy, go to the bedroom and settle the issue. But don't do it in front of the children. Because what you allow your children see and hear, that's what they're going to copy in their own homes. That's what they're going to manifest, quote-unquote, in their own lives. Hallelujah. And that's why we find that a lot of children in this generation, sorry to say that, they don't respect the heads of the homes because they've seen a lot of things growing up. They've seen their parents not respect each other. They've seen their parents not love one another. So they assume there's nothing wrong with it. There's plenty wrong with it. Because God expects us to live the way Christ lives with the church. Christ loves the church. Christ will never hit the church. Christ will never use his hand to hit us at any point in time. And that's why when afflictions arise, we cannot say God is the one causing the afflictions to arise. There is an enemy of the church and it's the enemy that brings afflictions to people. God does not use afflictions to teach his children anything. Hallelujah. So we need to learn to take note of that. Children should be taught to respect their fathers on a daily basis. Ephesians 6, 1 to 3. And Colossians 3, 20. Ephesians 6 says, Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. This is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you. And you will have a long life on earth. And Colossians 3.20 says, Children, always always obey your parents, for this pleases the Lord. So children need to be taught to obey their parents at every point in time. Long life comes from obeying God. But long life comes from honoring our parents at every point in time. The Lord will give us the grace and the wisdom to obey his word in Jesus' name. In every home, there should be no condemnation, but there should be encouragement. There should be no condemnation. You are stupid. You are, you are daft. You cannot, you'll never amount to anything. Words like that should not come out of our lips as parents in the home. Words that should come out of our lips should be words that encourage these children and help them to see the possibility of becoming better than they are presently. The words we speak are the words that make the child. So when you speak negative words over your child, you don't be surprised. Ten years down the line, you'll find the child behaving exactly the way you, you called him before, previously. So it's important that we learn to speak what 
Faith calleth those things that be not as though they were. Where our homes are concerned, we need to speak what we want even when we cannot say it. So even if you feel your children are not behaving right or you feel your husband is not behaving right or you feel your wife is not doing the right thing, speak the word, speak the word, speak the word. The word will make a difference. The word will become flesh in that person and the word will cause them to live and become what you want them to be. But if all the time we keep complaining and complaining and whining and you are not doing well, you are not progressing, you are not, that's all that will happen. The words that we speak are powerful. And those words, I like the way a man of God puts it. He said, with our lips, we can speak life to our life or we can speak death to our life. With our lips, we can speak life to our life or we can speak death to our life. The choice is ours. So let's use the words of our mouth to speak what we want to see in the lives of our loved ones. And the Lord will surprise you greatly as you do that in the name of Jesus. Daddies should be involved in the affairs of the home. Daddies should, daddy should be involved in what's going on in the lives of their children. Which means that there's nothing wrong with daddy playing football with his children. Or playing games. Or playing wrestling. There are some games that, when you are both young, fine, you can do it. But there are some games that the older you get, you just respect yourself. And allow your child to play <laughs> with his age mates. Hallelujah. But there's nothing wrong with daddy playing games with the child. Or mommy being involved in the lives of the children in the home. Always be a, around your children. Play with your children. Pray with your children. And remember that what you saw growing up is what you are manifesting in your house. If you don't like what you see in yourself, ask God to help you change. But what you are today in your home is what you saw growing up. If you don't like yourself, you don't like what you are doing, go to the Word, ask God for help, and make sure that your children are given an opportunity to grow up in a home that is full of love for God and love for one another and respect where each person is concerned in the name of Jesus. The home is where values are taught. A home that is after God's heart is a place where values are taught and encouraged. A home after God's heart is a place where values are taught and encouraged. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 to 9. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road. When you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. God was not giving them an option here. God was saying, put my word before your child's face everywhere, every day. If something is written, tied to your hand, and is written on your forehead, how many of us use wrist, wristbands, young people? How many of us you have, okay, we have wristbands, we are using them. Let me see, if we have wristbands, something is written on the wristband, Right? 
God is saying on that wristband, if you're having that, let my word be written on the wristband. So that anytime you raise it up, that's what you see. You see his word. If all you are seeing is his word all the time, it will affect how you behave. There was a time I had this um, bracelet. What was written on it was WWJD. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Anytime I carried it up, what would Jesus do? I have to think, okay, what I'm doing, what, is going to, what would Jesus be doing if he was in my situation? That's what God is saying. If you are wearing wristbands, God says anything that you are going to be looking at all the time, on your doorpost, on your forehead, everywhere, on your gate, his word should be written, his commandments should be written, which means that reading the Bible on a daily basis as a family is not negotiable. It's not negotiable as a family. It's not a thing where you say, we don't feel like reading the Bible today, so we'll do it another day. Mm -mm. It's something that on a daily basis, God expects it. When you're sitting down, discuss your values with your child. Discuss, especially in this generation, there are so many things going on in the world nowadays that if you don't help your child to know why, they, why you believe what you believe, your child can be, can be swept away. But that will not be our portion in the name of Jesus. So let's learn to talk about our values with our children. Discuss with them. Why is it wise to keep yourself pure until you get married? Why should you not know the person you're dating intimately until your wedding night? Why is it important? Why is it that when you are dressing, you should dress in a way that will draw respect to you and not a way that will make people look at you and say, ah, is this one a Christian? Our values are things that we teach. And if we are not living those values, we cannot teach these young people the values, the right values. So let's leave the values and let's give them the word of God. God knew this day would come. God knew 2021 will come. God knew this season will come. The next how many years before the Lord Jesus Christ comes. God knew this season will come. He knew things will change for the better by faith in this season. And yet he gave us his word years before now. The word of God is relevant every day. And as we teach our children to keep their focus on the word, the word will guide us and guide the children on a daily basis in the name of Jesus. When it comes to clothing, our values, young girls, mothers, your daughter should not be leaving your house with a dress this short. I don't care where she's going. She should not be leaving her house with a dress this short. Neither should she be leaving her house with something with spaghetti and you tell me it's, uh, it's fashion. When that same girl gets molested in school, when lecturers start harassing her in school, you come for prayer requests and you say, Pastor, please pray for me. Lecturers are harassing my child. How was your child dressing? What was your child doing when lecturers started harassing her? Hallelujah. Because the way you dress is the way you will be addressed. That's the way you'll be treated. That's the way you'll be treated. If you dress in a in an immoral way, all you are telling people is, I'm available. The Lord will give us wisdom in Jesus' name. Outfits that are very tight, they are not outfits that your child, as a child of God, should be wearing. Even if they are wearing um, trousers, there's nothing wrong with wearing trousers, but they are decent trousers, they are indecent trousers. What is your child wearing out of the house? What is your child leaving your home with? 
watch what you allow your child to do. Because if you as a mother, especially, you're not able to train your child this way, when your child steps out, everything will come back to, now this person picking. And you are the one that they'll talk about. The name of the Lord will not be dragged in the mud because of our children in Jesus' name. Our children are for signs and wonders. And our children will cause the Lord's name to be glorified in our lives in Jesus' name. Teach both children to be responsible. A young man should learn how to earn money for himself. He should not be depending on his parents when he's in his 20s. He should learn to earn money for himself. He should learn to work for himself. The girl, the same thing. She should learn to take care of her house. Because our one responsibility as parents is to train our children for the time that they are going to be living on their own. Our children are not meant to live in our homes forever. They are meant to stay with us for a while, then at a certain point, start their own families. Is your child at 25 ready to start a home? If your child is not, then uh, I'll be sorry to say you have failed as a parent. Because at that age, your child should be, if he's through with school, let me not put a certain age because a child obviously has to go to school and be through and not everybody finishes school at the same age. But the most important thing is your children should be able to take care of themselves, earn their own livelihood, take care of their responsibilities that come their way and be ready. I like saying it this way. Would you, if your child was somebody else, would you like your son or your daughter to marry that person? If you don't think that person is good enough for you, then it means you have not done well in your house. You still need to go back and work where your child is concerned. Proverbs twenty-two fifteen. Proverbs twenty-two fifteen. Although rebellion, the Passion Translation is what I'm using, although rebellion is woven into a young man's heart, tough discipline can make him into a man. A youngster's heart is filled with foolishness, New Living Translation says, but physical discipline will drive it far away. Physical discipline. That is, that's where your toughness is needed. Don't leave the tough discipline for only mommy to do. Mommy is not the devil. Let daddy come in and uh, use the cane when it's necessary. Because the Bible says foolishness can fill a young person's heart, but physical discipline, physical discipline or tough discipline can make him into a man. Don't allow rebellion in your homes. If you give the child the word of God, that word will help the, the children to become who God has called them to be in the name of Jesus. And always remember Psalm 139, 16, even before everybody was born, God had a plan for our lives. God wrote down everything about our lives down. He wrote it down. He planned everything. If we allow God to be the head of every relationship, the head of every home, our children will not miss their vocations in life in the name of Jesus. For young people, I always say, let godly people be your heroes. Because one thing about a hero or a mentor is unconsciously you do what that person does. You talk the way that person talks. You dress the way that person dresses. So let your heroes and your mentors be godly people so that you can follow lifestyles that are godly. Learn to teach kindness in your home. Teach your young people to be kind and thoughtful. Teach your young children to be kind and thoughtful. 
treat them to behave like men and women who have a God on their inside. The mystery that the Lord Jesus talks about is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Christ in us makes a difference. And that Christ in us should be seen outside. The Bible says we are the light of the world. We cannot be seen outside if we are allowing things to cover us like the bushel. We don't have to be like other people, but we can be relevant. You can be different in the world and yet relevant. So teach your children to be different where they are and yet be relevant where they are. The Lord helps us to do all we need to do as parents in our homes in the name of Jesus. Wives, mothers, what's going, in, what's going on in your home that you are not aware of? What's going on around your children that you are not aware of? Don't be too busy to be involved in their lives. Don't be too busy to find out what's going on. Mothers, don't be too busy. If your job doesn't allow you to get home before 6, 7 in the night, you don't need that job as a mother. Because somebody else should not be raising your children for you. And the fact that you're staying out that late, you're leaving your children vulnerable to different people that will prey on them. Your daughter is not meant to be violated in her home by her uncles and other people. Your daughter is meant to be loved in her own home. But things will go wrong if you as a mother, you are not there. So let's try to be available for our children. And please, when your children are talking to you and reporting issues to you, don't push them away and say, look, you're just being a child. Just leave it. Uh, go, and, go and play. You don't know what you're talking about. Listen to that child. Because the child you listen to when they are small will be the child that will respect your voice when he or she becomes an adult. The child you listen to when they are small, that's the child that will respect your words when they become adults. That's the child that you'll be able to sit down and discuss with and say, look, my dear, I don't think we should do this. And the child will say, okay, mommy, I'll listen to what you're saying. Daddy, I'll obey you. But when you don't listen to them as children, all you are telling them is they're not important. So when they become young adults, they'll also tell you that hey, you said I was not important. You, you're not important in my life. That will not be a portion in the name of Jesus. Our children are for signs and wonders. Our children are meant to grow up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And as we take time to be with them, take time to share God's word with them, take time to spend time with them, we will see the light of God shine in their lives and in their homes in the name of Jesus. Finally, teach your child to know his or her identity in Christ. You see, I believe that every Christian home should have one goal to raise their children to know God for themselves, to raise their children to know who they are in Christ, to raise their children to yearn after the things of God, to love the things of God, to want to be a part of what's going on. Learn to teach them. For Obviously, for you to teach your child, you yourself need to know your identity in Christ. But teach your children their identity in Christ. Who are they? What has Christ done for them? Why are they Christians? The Bible says we are the righteousness of God in Christ. We are the redeemed of the Lord. The Bible says we have an inheritance in Christ. These are things that our children need to know. Our children need to be taught to pray for the sick when there is an issue. Our children should be taught to cast out demons when there is a situation. 
Our children should be taught that if anything happens, they can believe God for finances. They can believe God to meet their own needs. It's doable. It's possible. And that's what I expected of us as parents. There has to be a desire in our hearts to raise our children the way God expects them to be raised. There has to be a desire in our hearts to get to heaven with our children. And that is possible only when we take time to invest in them. The home that you invest in is the home that will stand the test of time. The home you invest in is a home that will stand with all the floods and the storms rising against it, and that home will keep standing. It takes work to have a home that is after God's heart. And as we take time being willing to invest in our homes, being willing to invest in our relationships, our homes will stand the test of time, and our homes will bring glory to our Father in heaven in the name of Jesus. Let's rise to our feet this morning, thanking God because he's a faithful father, Thanking God because he does not ask us to do what he has not equipped us to do. He equips us to raise our children the way we ought to be raised. They ought to be raised. He equips us to be young men and women of virtue. He to be young men and women that manifest in our areas as sons and daughters of God. He's enabled us. He's given us the greater one on our inside that will help us to manifest as his children wherever we go. So let's just talk to God this morning and ask him for a refilling of his spirit upon our lives. The Holy Spirit on our inside is the one that causes us at every point in time to manifest as his sons and daughters here on earth. Let's just ask the Lord that for his grace and his enablement, for his grace and his enablement to, to live lives the way he, he asks of us. Heavenly Father, we thank you because you placed us here for an assignment. You placed us here for a purpose. Father, I thank you because every family, every person that is represented here, every home that is represented here was placed here on earth to bring glory to your name and to bring glory to you, to you in every area of our lives. Therefore, I ask, Father, that where our homes are concerned, where our finances are concerned, where our children are concerned, your glory will be seen in our lives in the name of Jesus. Father, your word says many are the afflictions, but out of them all you deliver the children of God. Father, no matter what your children are going through in this season, I want to thank you because you will deliver each and every one of them. And you'll cause us to arise and shine even in this season in the name of Jesus. Father, I want to thank you because every home where you are the head is a home that brings glory to you. Lord, I ask that you help us to glorify you. Help us as wives to respect and to honor our husbands. Help our husbands to love and to respect their wives. And help children to honor their parents. And Father, I want to thank you because as we find our place and stay where you have placed us, your grace will be available to help us to walk in according to your will in the name of Jesus. Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus over every home that is represented. And I thank you because no matter what attacks the enemy brings against these homes, these homes will stand the test of time in the name of Jesus. 
These homes will stand against every attack of the enemy in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, because your name will be glorified in our lives. Lord, we bless you. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to today's message. We know you have been blessed. You can reach us on the following platforms. On Facebook and Instagram at Restoration Ministries International. On Twitter, YouTube and Mixeller at RBCM Online. You can also visit our website on www.rbcmonline.org or you can visit us live at Restoration Clothes, Romy New Extension, Kaduna, Nigeria. <laughs>